0: Welcome back to Down to the Count, ladies and gents. I am one third of your host, Tiffany E., and on behalf of Alexis and Nicole, welcome back to the show. So, this week we're going to cover AEW, Raw, and SmackDown, of course. Um, we're also, we forgot to cover NXT, so our bagels, like I said in the previous, um, well, in the current, the next episode, you'll hear uh, NXT was cool. Um, shout out to Dexter Loomis because Dexter Loomis is. One of the entrants in that match for the North American champion ship, he beat Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher, two of the best wrestlers NXT has right now. He beat them both to be a qualified entrant in the Triple Threat series. So, congratulations to Dexter! And of course, there were many other things like Karrion Cross and Keith Lee advancing their feud and Mercedes you know, rising to the occasion with her and Robert Stone as her manager. It was so much going on on NXT, but it was a good show. So with all that being said, we're going to cover AEW, Raw, SmackDown, and we're also going to cover Impact, and we're also going to cover some wrestling news, like why MVP doesn't want to be the new nation of domination, and we're going to cover why uh, what Excalibur did in terms of using the n-word in an old indie show and we're also going to talk about the WWE and when they're going to have the draft again so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode for Down for the Count and we'll see you guys in there
1: ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning into um episode um 600 5, and whatever during <laughs> um quarantine um Hopefully you guys are out there wearing your masks while you're out in public. And with me, I have Tiffany and Nicole. Um, say hi, ladies.
2: Hello. Yes, I'm Nicole this week. Hi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate it. Um, so this episode is going to be a little bit different, not too much different. Um, not too much went on in the general wrestling world. We're just going to go over, um. A couple of the shows that happened this week and then we are also going to speak about uh, we're gonna have a little bit of a four horsewoman um debate so to start off um we just wanted to say from everyone over here congratulations to both Nikki and Brie for giving birth to their children um both healthy thank goodness um they yeah both boys i was very i had a feeling so people kept saying brie has a girl brie has a girl i was like i kept i don't know for some reason i thought it was a boy to me i was like i feel like that's a boy in there and Mm -hmm. i was i'm glad i was right um but (laughs) yes but regardless as long as they're healthy especially during this i know it has to be terrifying um, giving birth during this time, so I'm just happy they're all safe and they can hurry up and get home and not be within the hospital as well. Mm-hmm. But um, Nikki had her baby first on the 31st, and then Bree had her baby the next day on the on the first. So you
2: so. Had get pregnant at the same time. They gave birth about the same time, and they both mm-hmm. had boys.
1: Yep. If that ain't and they're one number, day apart. Working some shit, I don't know what it is. Okay. That is literally actually they work yeah because they're about two weeks apart technically.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I that's, think they yeah I think they were around two weeks apart. So I mean that's crazy for them to still give, but I figured I was that they're gonna have either on the same day or it's gonna be back to back. Twins are weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twins are a very, very weird thing. And people didn't already know that. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: congratulations It'll, to them both. Yeah, well,
1: congratulations people. to them, their families. I know Daniel Bryan has been wanting a boy. So I'm happy for him. Good for him.
0: Yeah, um, hurry up. Get that wrestling ring. and am going to get a new, <laughs> a new deep ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait for,
2: like, him and Daniel to have a shouting match, and Daniel's yelling no, and little little Daniel, we don't know the name yet, but little Daniel's yelling yes back at him. Right. He's going to sit there and just be watching him go back to back. Yeah,
0: his sister's going to be like, can I have my doll now? I don't like
2: this. <laughs> just like, been there, done that, you're nothing new. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: that's so weird. Oh. oh.
2: Uh, okay. Congratulations to both Nikki and Bree. And
1: yeah.
2: Best of luck to Nikki, cause first time mom. Girl, you're gonna need all the help you can
0: get. you. <laughs> 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 well, she got a she got a whole village there to help her. She'll be all right. Yeah. Well,
2: JJ is not around the kids, Nikki and Brie. Don't 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 let oh, him the kids.
0: Don't do that. You said.
1: Saying... J- Daniel Bryan is not letting JJ in their house no more. Oh, all that. (laughs) He is not letting him in. After all that shit, he he was like, "Bro, you tell your stupid brother he ain't coming in the house and dumbing up my kids."
0: All right, so we're gonna do things a a little bit different, as Nicole mentioned before. We're gonna cover AEW, Raw, and SmackDown. And that's going to help us lead into um, the debate about the Four Horsewomen. So, let's just talk about wrestling news first. Get that out the way. So, we only had a small amount of wrestling news. It wasn't really a lot, but some of these are pretty big. So, Excalibur is a AEW commentator, and, of course, he's wrestled on the indie scene before. And, well, he came under fire because... Some of his racist past has resurfaced. There's a video that's circulating around, which I'm pretty sure is one of many, where he was in a wrestling match, and of course they were cutting a promo, and he called a black man in the ring the N-word. And no, this was not a um, term of endearment. This was the hard R. Now, I'm trying to figure out how nobody knew this. I didn't even know who Excalibur was until he got on AEW, but even I knew this. I was aware of this because one, Nicole has informed me before and two, I saw the videos. Some of them are on YouTube. You can just pull the shit up. So It was pretty easy to find out exactly what was being said and in what context. He literally called that man the N word several times in the video, and he hasn't been on AEW's commentary table for a couple weeks, if I recall. He's Actually.
1: been mostly on dark, um, because um, no shade, but all shade. X Calvert is not that good on commentary. I don't care what anyone says, anyways. Ooh. And this is before any of this, and I've said this for. When they first hired him,
0: yep, she did. And, and,
1: it. and it was him, Tony, and and Jr. And I yeah. said, that Caliber is I was like, ooh, I said he is rough. I said they need to take him off or put him on dark. He needs help. Mm-hmm. And then they brought Taz in, which I was like, okay, he'll be a cool third man. But they only have him on dark and on, um, and then have him be you know, Paul Heyman um, knockoff on Dynamite, which I really... Not think a is, knockoff. Oofa. But I really do think, <laughs> regardless of all the shit I talk about, chat, a Taz, I call him Taz. is a fantastic commentator.
0: Yeah, he is. He is. I, I, would love him in TNA. I really
1: don't have him on Dynamite, but they be having fucking Jericho screaming on there. But that's oh. besides, I honestly don't remember this when it happened. I vaguely did, but then I didn't at the same time. Sorry, that's my white claw opening.
0: Um
1: <laughs> so, I wasn't like super where I remember, so I remember the videos when it was just KO. And then K.O. came out and apologized and he was like, I take full responsibility of what I was saying. Like, you know, you think you do stuff to get cheap heat during the day, but that's not how you should go about things. Um, he's like, take 100% responsibility, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, cool. You take responsibility for it. It is what it is. And that's why I was okay with it with K.O. because he's obviously learned his lesson. Mm-hmm. And ex Calver. They were like, well, he said something about it on Talking to Jericho. I was like, well, I'm not really checking for Jericho, and I don't like Excalibur enough to listen to that interview, so you just don't have to get me a clip notes, and I didn't get clip notes, so it's just it is what
0: it is. Mm. Um, well, I'm, Jericho got a lot of shit that he got to tone for, so how he gonna... It, Ooh, it, right?
1: Um, Apology speech for when he goes back to
2: that, mm. eat for that ring mm. <laughs> amen I just think um I mean was that a pro wrestling gorilla show so I mean I don't even know if that's still around anymore so that, like,
1: for at least two years okay. the pro gorilla was was unmatched anyways yeah
2: they had people coming and going there was always something wrong with with them one way or another. Um, I, I think this has to do with the, um, the power of 2020, and I'm not a big fan of cancel culture. I hate it because it's lost its actual meaning, because people will, and I'm not defending Excalibur, okay, before anyone says anything on, about the show. Um, some people will just get on something that someone did like 10 years ago, and try to cancel them for it, even though they have apologized. But then when you have some, but what I'm just trying to, what I'm trying to get to here, is that you know I think a lot of people, the way that this year is going, I think a lot of people are just done with people being shitty and just getting a slap on the wrist of it. Um, you know, get like getting like oh uh, you know don't don't do it again. I think people are just really really tired of that shit, and, um, that they needed that someone like Excalibur needs to learn that there's going to be repercussions. This isn't something like, you know, he slashed somebody's tires because he was mad at him. This was like, he dropped the, he dropped that word. And, and I'm just like, you, like, why? Why did you say that? And then, like, from, what I was reading about it, he would drop it like... What? Oh, <laughs> yes. yes. You were
1: just like, he's just gonna drop the hard air like
2: that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like, people were like, oh, okay, like, they weren't calling it, like, if that shit does, they should have called them out on the shit right now. And, I'm um, just like, any bullshit apology he comes out with, no one's gonna buy it, because this isn't the first time someone, like, Excalibur Like, remember when Excalibur got drunk and he had that one-man fight in the bar with himself at the AEW Christmas party? I
1: thought that was, um, oh. I thought that was, um, what's his nuts?
2: I don't know. I just know it was one-man fight. I mean, like, I mean, fuck. I mean, look at Joey Janela. Go back and watch the Cracker Barrel fight. That dude's so hardcore, he fought himself. I what I'm, what I'm actually trying to get to is that Excalibur is a piece of shit. Stories have been coming out about him apparently for years. Pro, pro wrestling gorilla like Nicole said, was a hot mess. Joey Ryan was one of the co-owners of it. And I just think people are tired of people acting like shit lords and then not getting what's coming to them. And honestly, he if he no nah. After the speaking out movement that's happened, that people coming forward just saying how shitty people have been in this business. It's time to either get your shit together or get the fuck out because we don't want you here. And that's all. I mean, that's what I was trying to get to. He just sucks. Like his him and his stupid mask can go home and stay there. But ugh, I don't like him. You know
1: what they should have done? They should have hired Vampiro.
2: Vampiro and Matt Stryker. Let's get a Lucha Underground reunion going on. Fucking
1: idiots. Do you have anything to add to?
0: It's, there's not They're not going to do anything about this, so as far as I'm concerned, you give it a couple weeks, he'll be back. Like Sammy Guevara
2: and his sensitivity training.
0: <laughs> That's a whole nother topic. Um yeah. honestly. I, I I do understand that um, this is a different side. I mean you, you I, I can't be mad per se because I watched WWE and Vince McMahon has said it on television. Yeah. yeah. He said it in a segment to a black man and his wife. And I'm sure Booker T approved it. So because he's a I'm gonna say I would say it, but I'm not gonna say it because I got it Go but he's 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 not one of my favorite people either. And I I'm sure he probably is a bootlicker that would have done anything to get his slot. And I think that he did. I'm just gonna say what I mean and mean what I say. I um so I can't be mad at Excalibur or AEW because I still watch WWE and they've done it. And I didn't never hear Vince apologize for saying that. So um, Kevin always apologized, and Excalibur just pretty much, you know, it is what it is. I I'm tired of um, hearing the 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 past come up out of nowhere, and then people are doing horrible things. And some people take responsibility for them, and others don't, and it's just like, okay, fuck it, because in a couple weeks, or rather, a couple days, y'all are going to forget about it anyway, so at this point, it's just like, just do better, just do better, because, I mean, nobody wants to be called any racist trope, and I'm sorry, but as much as as I want to say I ain't fucking with Excalibur no more they don't understand what it's like unless they get called something that is a negative in their culture. So the only way I can explain it is if you don't want to be called a cracker or a wetback or anything of that nature, then maybe you should be careful about what you say that regards to a negative in another culture. Okay. But, and that's all so,
1: and also agree with the Vince McMahon thing because obviously you watch WWE and Vince McMahon is all types of Satan. So. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Mm-hmm. He said, he said it, him. and I can't how can I judge him in AEW and I still watch WWE. So, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't have a dog in that fight. I just want people to do better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just don't be trash next time. Mm. yeah because you say that in the wrong crowd bruh you lucky it was a bunch of white people i'm gonna be honest you, <laughs> you, you lucky oh. it was a bunch of white people because y'all was out in the crowd you was not in the ring so if a real g had been out there you might have got your ass whooped i'm just gonna just gonna what keep time, it all really funky
1: what, type, what area you was at
0: like you would have definitely would have got your ass whooped. You got have mollywhpped as they say here in Cleveland. You'd have got fucked up. Like that's just true <laughs> So I'm gonna move on. Let's move in back into AEW because there's a there's two rumors floating around AEW. One rumor was that they were adding a third hour to AEW Dynamite. Um, that rumor was debunked by Cody Because Cody came out and said No, we're not going to add a third hour to AEW Dynamite But then the second rumor came up about them Adding a secondary show to their roster for TNT There are a couple ideas about the show One idea is that it's going to be kind of similar To a like Sunday Night Heat was And the way Main Event is now and it'll be like a 1-hour show. Well, they'll have matches. To me, they already have that with AEW Dark. So, I don't understand the significance of that, but I kind of I kind of see both sides, I guess, cuz I'm like, okay, you have that with AEW Dark, but that's on YouTube, you know. That's another way for you to keep some cash flow into AEW, but for TNT, if it's doing so well and they're like, "Hey, let's add a second show." then you'll have another opportunity to push forward some more indie talent on mainstream TV. So I see it from both sides. The other idea that they had was to make it more like a behind the scenes show where you kind of get to see the ins and outs of how things are rolling kind of reality show ish. Um, I don't like that. I, like the idea of having wrestling with some anonymity I don't want to know everything that happens behind the scenes Because it ruins the fun of wrestling for me specifically It's one of the reasons why I steered clear of Total Divas Because although I do understand that the character I see Is a different person in real life I prefer to be enthralled with my characters rather than the person, if that makes sense. It's like watching Empire or, you know, Game of Thrones or anything. When you see Jon Snow, you're not looking at the actor. You see Jon Snow. Yeah. and That's what you want to see. So right. I, I don't want to see a reality show like that for AEW um but it's up to them what they want to do you guys let me know what you think The rumor was you get a third a second show for about an hour you know they'll have matches on there and whatnot or you'll have this reality show style television show
2: uh only thing i have to say is they don't need to be worried about a third hour another show whatever they got their own issues to work with that show before they can even think about doing another show or adding a third hour. Um, I don't like the reality aspect of it either because I want to watch wrestling to be entertained. Um, But I just, at the same time, I'm just like, y'all need to get your shit together on the one show before you can even start on the second show because, like, WWE didn't have SmackDown until fuck, what, the late 90s? Yeah, when The Rock got it's there. I late 2000s, surely... something like that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: like,
2: like, all the other shows that they had were just, like, dark matches they taped before Raw. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if the WWE took, what, because Raw, Raw officially came on in 1995, Why so, if that... it, right, so, like, if they waited that <laughs> what? long, well, no, if they waited, if the WWE that you guys are being so hard to try to copy, because I'm not even fucking hiding it anymore, but if you guys are trying so hard to copy them, and they, <laughs> took, they took forever to come up with a second show, I mean, that's that means they were planning it. Y'all need to get the shit that you're doing on your show now, get that shit fixed, and then think about it. And,
0: and that's all I got to plan. say from that. That's a valid point. Not even gonna try. What do you think, Nicole?
1: Um, I, I I agree. I think they need to worry about their own I I wanna find a captain's hat, sorry. Um girl. I I agree that they need to finish their perfect their product that they have now before they try doing any other wild shit I think um, Dark is good Um, I think Dark is way too long now I think they need to cut that show by at least 20 minutes Um, honestly if they need to need to be I think they really need to since they want to talk about like their stats and stuff like that I really concentrate on that do like a cute little 30-minute show where you go over people's stats and like you know have it be kind of like like a sports center or what's what's the show I don't know I can't think of anything on ESPN right now because my mind is oh yeah like um
0: sports. like like um how dry like it's sports center
1: it's yeah sport- like a sports center like where you yeah. go different wrestler stats and then if and then also be really good so you know how they've been bringing in indie people Ooh, i going to watch this um when they've been bringing um indie people to compete with um cody for <coughs> on for a tnt championship you can introduce That's cool you can introduce them there talk about yeah. their stats mm-hmm. and be like
0: i thought they were gonna do that already though with tony Shivani. i thought that was that was something that was happening.
1: It was, it's happening, but I don't know what they're. Oh, dumb cat. Um, I don't know what they're doing with it, but I think they, I think they should really, like, do. If they really want to do that, I think that would be really cool, and I think that would make a lot of sense for them, and I think that would help both Dark and, um, Dynamite as well.
0: Yeah, and it would also keep some continuity going you would better understand why certain people are being booked for certain things yeah. and you can kind of feed stuff through tony to make it make sense makes sense. i, don't know. I like nicole's but idea better than theirs yeah <laughs> I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm telling y'all y'all can hire me i know i'm a i mean i'll, I'll tell y'all like it is i don't and I'll know if you might not like that but I promise I'm nice though I can make really good cocktails <laughs> and I am not afraid to go off on someone
2: nope. Next. I've seen her tell somebody about themselves it's absolutely yeah. amazing
0: it's yeah. perfection you,
1: you, so you have to appreciate it right? I'm not see it doesn't it doesn't scare me I will go in the boardroom, tell people about themselves, you know, and I will go pick people, and then afterwards I'll make sure that I'll get, you know, if I'll be like, hey, I want some chipotle, you know what? I'm gonna see if anybody else in the office wants some chipotle. I'll, <laughs> and, I'll, like, and I'll cover it this time, you know. Like, mean, <laughs> right there? Wow. I'm a really. I'm sorry, I'm no. I'm a really good coworker. I don't care what anyone says. I am. I'm a really good coworker. <laughs> but. Yeah, honestly, I swear to God if I see this idea, I will lose my mind and I am emailing y'all until you respond, just so you know.
0: I am feeling happening. Exactly I how she email
1: every me. single VP and who else and I will <laughs> <laughs> until I get okay, a response. Okay. You think she's joking?
2: She ain't. She really will. Watch your inbox.
0: Alright, so we've got... A few more things to cover, and one extra thing that I, I left out by accident. So oh, before we get...
1: Because I, okay, forgot about Impact real yeah, quick and I watch it.
0: it. I, didn't, I didn't watch it. They like said you can watch it on Twitch, so I totally forgot, but I'm going to try to watch it this week.
1: Um, yeah. I'll go over that really quick just so I'm... Because that's what I'm kind of thinking about it. Um, I'm just going to go over my highlights. Um, the North cut, like, this really dope promo... Um, so they're going to be getting their rematch, I believe, on this Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. But they are really cool. Um, obviously, it looks like they're working towards a feud with the Good Brothers against Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. I cannot stand Ace Austin. I hope they completely destroy him. No. Happens. <laughs> Get, him. Get him, please. Um. It, it, and it looks, and also they're start, they're setting up a feud between Rob Van Dam and um, Sammy Callahan.
0: Yeah.
1: That, that gave me nightmares. I'm not gonna fucking lie.
2: That game. I thought it was funny.
1: I love Katie <laughs> For. I don't. I love Katie Forbes because it's so funny. know. Katie movies. Forbes is actually a really good wrestler, and I forget until like she wrestles and, like, does something, but I'm just so used to her just, like, twerking and just, like, you know, just being all ass and titties, ass and titties that I forget when she wrestles, I'm like, oh, shit, she's, I forgot she's really good, mm. which is the beauty of all of it. I, I love stuff like that, but she's, shout, <laughs> shout out to Katie Forbes for being Katie Forbes. Um, Also, what was, what did they call it, like, the celebrity, like, the Wrestle House or some shit? It's, like, a spoof mm-hmm. off of Big Brother, real world, all that good stuff. And the funniest part of that was Tommy Dreamer is the one who's, like, they're staying, unquote, unquote, one of his timeshares that he owns. And <laughs> he, and they were like, why did you do that? Like, why are you in real estate? And he was like, well, I had to do something with the ECW checks so before they bounced. So I Ooh, just.
0: The <laughs> shame.
1: <laughs> and I tell you, I laughed about that for 15 minutes straight. But um, yeah, and then Diana and um, Kimberly had a really good match. They WWE really dropped the ball with Deanna.
0: I have completely
1: to dropped the ball with her.
0: Well, That's, she knew what she was capable of, so I don't blame her. No, I don't blame her.
1: I mean, she couldn't. They released. They let her go. She knew her capabilities and I'm glad and I'm happy for her that she's on the platform that she can completely show all of what she does and show her capabilities. But she's a good
0: heel though. I thought she would have been a a really good heel for like if before they gave fed Kyrie to Shayna Deanna was there then they could have had her feuding with her for a while make it worthwhile.
1: They could have done all sorts of shit with um Diana. But um Yeah, it was just yeah, impact is really good, especially that Russell House. I low key want them to make that a separate show. That's how funny it was. That whole I was laughing that whole time. And like they had this one thing, it was stupid. They were like, Whoever wins this match gets to sleep in the ring tonight. I'm like, Y'all don't have enough bedroom, like stuff like that. Like it was just like I'm like, these are a bunch of fucking idiots. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I think, honestly, and that was just the first episode. I'm like, they need to make this a separate show and just put it on Twitch or something. It's that funny.
0: It could work that way.
1: Know, I'll tweet them about it later. It's just
2: that they're not trying hard and that they're just having a blast being, yeah. like, total idiots.
0: Which makes good TV, if you ask me. All right. So we only got two things from WWE to cover. The storyline about MVP and Shelton Benjamin and Bobby Lashley had a lot of people speculating that there's a new nation of domination on the horizon. But MVP had an interview, and he made it very clear that that is not what he wanted to do. Um, He said that he wanted to create something new. And, of course, he was very pro Utilizing some of the best talent that was there Seeing as how they were in the back And he felt like bringing them to the forefront Since he has the gift of gab that he could do it And he is doing it with Shelton Benjamin and Bobby Lashley Which I'm sure he's going to add a fourth to that group very soon um, Now, as far as that's concerned That's pretty much the gist of that piece of news he didn't say exactly what he was going to call his table or what it's going to be, but he did say that people need to watch Raw for the next couple of weeks because they'll finally reveal all of that coming soon. Actually, so I thought it was that
2: thing that he was calling it, the Hurt, the Hurt Company or Hurt Inc. or something like that.
0: Because, I mean, it could be, but they've never officially said what they are. So Bobby Lashley calls it like the Hurt Locker when he puts you in that, what is it, a Full Nelson or some shit like that? Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess it'll be the Hurt Company, which I don't have a problem with that, whatever. (laughs) I'm not an MVP character fan, but I do like the fact that he is bringing people who are in the back to the forefront. They're being used, and they should have been used before that, so... I give MVP all the props in the world for that. Um, The final piece of wrestling news is the draft. Everybody's been asking when the draft is going to happen. The original plan for the draft was to happen in September. That has since changed, of course, due to the coronavirus. They pushed it back to October, but that could also change. They also said that they don't have any plans To change the brand split They want the brand split to stay The same and they want the shows To stay separate Mainly because the networks Don't want to share rosters So For everybody who keeps speculating About the brand split ending Because Sasha Banks is the Raw Women's Champion I don't think that she's going to stay On as that tag team champion Or the Raw Women's Champion Much longer you have to give stories time to develop. Yes, it's a little bit of an overshadow and we'll get to that in the debate in a minute. But sometimes fans overthink or they they think they think the worst and sometimes you just have to let things develop as they are and enjoy what you're watching. So the brand split is not going to end. They're gonna keep the, the company the two shows separate. They're supposed to have a draft in October. What do you guys think? Uh,
2: I don't think they should have a draft this year. All I don't honest. think so either. Um, no, because people can't stay off a of boat still. <laughs> people, well, I mean, like in Australia alone, there's been 600 more cases that popped up in the last week. Um, and
0: they declared a state of emergency. Right. You know, um,
2: so. I I don't think at this point they need to have a draft because. each Even if they do have a draft, that doesn't necessarily mean people are going to be coming back on TV Um, anytime soon. I mean, hell, we just got Ali back after how many months has he been gone? A year? It's almost been a year. So, you know, um, that injury really fucked him up. Um, um, No, I I, I really think they – I understand people watch the draft because it's like like if you see an NFL fan – Doing drafts we've done an episode where we Were like picking our fantasy drafts And all this shit but um, yeah. I think this year they need to Skip it just because I mean hell people don't want to show up To work anyway which by the way Carmella if your boyfriend can come To work you can fucking can Because you're, if you're worried about being exposed to him You wouldn't be hanging around him would you so. That's a good point <clears throat> uh, and, uh, That's my two cents on the matter
0: well maybe they didn't have nothing for Carmella I mean she was she hadn't had a match on TV in a while last time you saw Carmella she was competing for the tag team championships with Dana and then that was it so if I was Carmella I don't think I would show up to work either if they ain't got nothing written on the docket for me but you know what do you think Nicole um, I
1: agree I think they need to wait At least To the fall
0: mm-hmm. Well I mean I'm kind of on the fence. Like I do agree that they need to wait But I mean Everybody's already getting bored With the storylines we got So it wouldn't hurt to kind of shake Some shit up send Ricochet's ass to SmackDown, down You know um, send Cedric over there Move some people around And then you can also bring people up You already, I mean Cole's already Cole and Undisputed Era are kind of in limbo right now You got guys in NXT who are trying to build themselves up Bronson Reed is there, Dexter Loomis is there And they're kind of now the new anchors of NXT You know what I'm saying? So the old guard that's there in NXT definitely needs to move out. We all agree that Gargano needs to be gone immediately.
2: He either needs to be get called up or he needs to go or start working behind the scenes. His ass don't need to be taken up someone else's spot.
0: You are going to do it. Like he's he's gonna stay. Candice is going to stay there, obviously, for a while. But I think Candice could be brought up, too, if you ask me. I think both of them can be brought up. Um, once Keith Lee drops that title, um, Keith Lee's definitely going up because they want Keith Lee to anchor SmackDown. You know, they want him to be the number one They've
1: guy. they for Keith Lee since um, Survivor Series. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, they want him to be the number one guy. So if they bring him to SmackDown... And they've got Roman there. Roman doesn't have to be a um, full-time guy. They got no. Keith Lee. They don't need him for that. So Roman's, in my
1: opinion, if honestly if like and like a Gargano and Candice. Honestly, if you're gonna bring up Keith Lee, bring up Mia because exactly. she's nothing down there either. And again, yeah. free up free up room on the women's division. Exactly.
0: And then Mia might be able to. And you know what? You do is you're bringing in new girls, so you got more women on the roster, and you can make this roster worthwhile now. And then Mia's got tenure in other wrestling companies, and of course, wrestling in NXT, they ain't gonna give Mia that damn championship, they're not gonna give it to her, so they might as well bring her up too. Like, it, I see both sides. If you're going to do the draft, then you definitely need to be pulling people from NXT so you can start making new stars. Mercedes is already on the way. She is going to be your next champion. She's your next women's champion. You already know Karrion Cross is probably going to be the next champion. If he isn't, I'd be shocked.
2: When he wins, Nicole's going to freak out so freaking bad. Like, I don't want to hear her screaming from... from I, wouldn't, I
1: wouldn't know, because I'd be conflicted. I'd be super sad for Keith Lee. And then... But then I'd be, like, super excited. It'd be... that That's going to be a very hard day for me. And I wish you wouldn't bring that up. Sorry. Now I'm conflicted. I don't like having emotions or having to deal with things, especially... Right now, so
0: <laughs> I try to
1: only have them happen at, in a controlled environment and certain and certain times of the week.
0: Lord have mercy.
1: I'm
0: sorry. I'm
1: the I know. <laughs> I still love you though. I love you too. I just <laughs> don't like I don't like having emotions.
2: Okay, can I just tell you something that'll make I don't know if Tiff saw this, but uh. I mean the Nicole me we laugh today. Um, it, uh, Mayor King here in Knox County, he is having a free school supply drive August tenth. um just come and get free supplies, and she puts her gonna have a tablet on a pole
1: mat.ona <laughs> <laughs> corona bullshit, hopefully it'll be cleared up by next summer. think I won't get a bunch of little kids in a neighborhood and do that.
0: absolutely not
1: absolutely yeah, that's funny. What? I'll put it on site you. TV. No! <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> Their kids hurt The kids almost kill themselves all the time. they will be
0: fine. Nicole, you just had to bring back the emotionless Nicole. You couldn't let <laughs> her stay right in that vein of just feeling just a little bit. Just a little bit. I couldn't do that to her. I, I felt that. <laughs> oh, <hold> <laughs> Those kids are fine. You think I'm
1: gonna kill some kids. I'm gonna put padding and stuff down. Never yes. mind lad- the will be a tablet, have... it'll be a tablet on a pole match, it'll be a ladder Jesus. match. A I'll ladder put padding match. around. I'll put padding around a ladder so they don't hurt themselves too bad.
2: Stop. Just stop, <laughs> Just stop. kids are tougher than you think. Just, you know, as long as the adults don't make any noises, they don't act like you know something the broke.
0: The only kid that would win that is Alexis's kid. She's the only one. Stop getting on my fucking booking
1: secrets. Jesus. (laughs) Look, my
2: my child's parents are fans of Mick Foley and Terry Funk. It's in her blood. She knows what to do. Don't think my daughter won't push a bitch off of Hell in a Cell to get what she wants. (laughs)
1: I'm a, it's gonna be and it's also gonna be a gift a gift card to McDonald's kids love McDonald's <laughs> they'll kill each other it'll be fun I said I'll put it on a fight TV it's okay I'll donate the money to like I don't know like children's hospital because they're gonna need it <laughs> I if they're gonna be because I'll, I'll donate it to rainbows in Cleveland
0: wow <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we're done with the wrestling news. We can move into AEW. All right, you guys were watching it.
1: I so. didn't watch AEW. Okay, I watched AEW. I, I actually, no, I watched clips of it. I didn't watch like a full episode. All
0: right, I watched AEW. What
2: happened? Okay, um, same shit, different day, pretty much. Um, they have MJF. Coming out looking like fucking Donald Trump Jr. Oh Jesus! It's like every week his tan gets oranger. I'm like, are they doing this on him on purpose? I, I, think, I think it's a purpose thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know faking bank. Yeah.
2: So um,
0: Wardlow.
2: Oh, Wardlow looked good. I'm not gonna lie about that. Like
0: Wardlow constantly pokes his lips out. I don't like that. <laughs> He always got that double cool thing run. going on.
2: I'm like, mm. I would hate it. Well, so he comes out and he states like basically the 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 scene of AEW and you know people are like, oh yeah, I'm agreeing, I'm agreeing, because he's just like, you yeah, know, look who's had the titles, look who's running the company. Hang on just a second. Well, you signed up for the company, so you know. Well, you know, he basically he challenges Mox to the AEW title. So later on that night, Mox has a tag match with um, Darby Allen versus Brian Cage, who they only had one match, which Mox won. There was no like rematch or anything. And Ricky Starks. Now, we love Ricky Starks on this show. Uh, so, no shade to him. So, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Okay, I got my headphones in. Sorry if I something here. I'm just didn't take them out. Oh, fuck. What the hell did I do? Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, we Because I put my headphones on and then they fucked everything up. So they had a match and Darby won. Now Darby is challenging Mox for the title next week. And I'm like, bro, weren't you feuding with somebody else like just a couple weeks ago? And as much as I love Darby Allen, we know he ain't going to win. So, so now you're going to have, you have, they have uh, fucking, Darby doing this, NJF's doing, you know, going after Mox, and I mean, I'm just going to be honest, there's no consistency in any storyline going on right now, because I'm watching it, and I'm like, why is, like, the revival look awesome, I'm going to call them the revival for a while but it's just like nothing really interesting happened in that show which is sad
1: really the storyline was has been Brett and um Brett and the Bix Wool. but yeah it was just like i just obviously i just seen a clip like i thought the adrian was really weird Mm. It's, there's no, there's no,
2: there's no cohesive storyline, like, the only thing major going on, oh, yeah, well, the, the thing that made me laugh was, uh, I guess Orange Cassidy got, uh, Orange Cassidy got Jericho, Jericho comes out there screaming, and he's like, why does my suit smell, why does my suit smell, and or- uh, Ortiz is like, that's cat piss, man. Ew! Well, because- I mean it was funny but now I'm thinking about it I'm like really is cat piss the only
0: thing you guys could think of
2: cuz like well, last Jeff week, Hardy
0: threw a cup of piss in Shayna's face a couple of weeks back so How would you?
2: you know what <laughs> it is just like why like I get it and I think it's cool they're they're pushing Orange Cassidy um you know but like like a couple like last week I think he uh dumped a whole like he dumped orange juice like a whole thing of orange juice came down and like Pride and Powerful was selling that shit like they were drowning. It was the <laughs> but it's like that and then it's like they repeated the same thing but they put cat piss in and I'm like okay that's funny. But then in the long run, when you think about it, you're like you sprayed cat piss on somebody. Like well
0: I'm sure it was a joke. It wasn't really cat piss, but I kind of like it because it's like you know it's it's how they used to do things back in the day. You used to get the fun. The fun stuff. This the stuff that make you want to watch wrestling. Like what's he gonna do next? You know what I mean? Like and I'm glad. Kind of I love it. I think it's
2: funny. I'm glad they're they're showing that like, you know, orange isn't uh, orange isn't being a pushover to Jericho. Like he's not letting him run. He's just like he's getting him back. And right. it's just like you know, like, I I'm I hate to say this about Jericho, but after that match he had with uh Cassidy, a lot of people who didn't really or who were sleeping on Orange Cassidy was like, holy shit, this guy is good. Like, I'm like, yeah, because you guys just see his gimmick, but you don't see how good of a wrestler he can be. Really, really is when that when that switch gets flipped. I
0: oh, kind of like how fast this was. With, um. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, kind of, but <laughs> you know, it's, like, that's, it's like I I saw one person on Twitter. They wrote this. They're so like. You know, I thought Orange was just a joke act because he would like, you know, come out and wrestle and he'd just be kind of lazy or not really into it. Or I love how he's like introduced from wherever, weighing whatever, you know. And it's just, and people are, but people are just like, damn, I didn't know he could do that. Like people were reacting to him and they're like, holy shit, man. But other than that, AEW, um, well, besides Mox doing that, okay, I I love the fact that Moxley is using more and more submission moves because I've never seen him really do that, um, in his younger days or in the WWE or anything like that. Like, cause Cage goes to get in the ring to get Darby, at, or after Darby like nailed Ricky Stark with a thumbtack skateboard. Which I was like, damn! And the way Ricky Stark sold that shit with the leg flinching and everything, I was like, damn, dude! But Mox slides, it's so cool when you rewatch it. Mox does this cool-ass slide on the outside of the ring, and he slides, and he grabbed Cage's arm and locked it in an armbar. And the way it was done, it was so fucking smooth. And I'm like, holy shit, where's this been, Mox? Like, oh, my God. Well, that's cool. It was, yeah, it was, that was pretty rad. But, like, other than that, what I mentioned, there wasn't really much that I remember on AEW. And that's the oh. first time I have watched it in a couple of weeks, to be honest.
0: Well, then there's nowhere else to go with AEW. We're going to have to close out the recap for AEW. Let's move in and SmackDown. Let's start there.
2: Oh boy, here we go.
0: Did you guys watch it or was I the
2: only one? Uh, um I've seen bits and bits and clips of it, um, but I know what a lot of people have been have been talking about with the Naomi Lacey match.
0: Well, okay, well I'll get to that. I actually enjoyed SmackDown. Um it was a nice show. It was two hours, of course, like it always is, but it was it was a good show. I was entertained. I can say that. Um, it was better than what it's been for the last month, so um, it was a decent show. SmackDown pretty much opened with AJ Styles and Grand Metalik, which I have to say, that was a decent match. It was pretty good, and Grand Metalik had AJ Styles a couple of times. AJ Styles ended up winning, and Lince Dorado was out there with him, and... Are you okay, babe? Sorry. It sounds okay. okay. You need some water? All right. It's a lot of throat clearing. All right. Anyway, um, AJ Styles won, and then he attacked Lince Dorado. So that's how that went out. Um, shortly after that, you had um, a confrontation with Baron Corbin and... Um, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy came out there to talk about winning his match in the bar fight. He just, you know, pretty much was just giving people hope. Like even though you're an alcoholic, you can still push through and persevere, which is fine. In hindsight, I kind of see why they took these steps steps to get here, or whatever. Which is okay. I just I wasn't a fan of the the drunk. Narrative that they kept pushing with Sheamus and everything like that However This led to Baron Corbin coming out Baron Corbin pretty much, you know, reiterated what Sheamus was saying What'd you say, Alexis? I didn't say anything,
2: but um, keep going Because I do have something to say about Baron Corbin real quick after you're done Uh, Oh, (laughs) okay
0: Baron Corbin, um was having a conversation with Hardy and pretty much just reiterating what Seamus was saying. And he just was telling them to just shut up about his sobriety and just, you know, I was going to ask you to have the Kings ransom to take out Matt Riddle, but I can see you're just a whiny wimp or whatever. Drew Gulak attacked him from behind. They had their match and there was a distraction provided by Matt Riddle, but Drew Gulak was not able to capitalize on the distraction and ultimately, Drew Gulak lost to Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin then got beat up by Riddle, which led to Shorty G coming out to help. Which, prior to this match, they had a small interaction with each other. It I, I didn't like that part because it just didn't make sense to me. But, whatever.
2: Well... Someone, I, I don't remember. Sorry, I need to start writing down so I can give people credit when I see shit online. Um, someone made a really good point. They're like, what is Bar- like Baron Corbin seems to be feuding with just about everybody. Like he doesn't have one person to go on, and I, I think a lot of that because he had a thing going on with Elias for a while, but Elias is injured and he's going to be out for a while. And we don't know when we're going to see him come back either. Um, but somebody, nice. somebody made a point, and I wanted to bring this to y'all. Does it seem that, like, Baron Corbin is trying to, and Fabe, of course, start shit with everybody in that locker room? Because yes. he's shit with... <laughs> oh, hang on. Not wait, not phone recording device. Uh, <laughs> because we are so professional, <laughs> down the count. Um, so, uh, you know, he's like, he's got beef with, he's you know, trying to feud with Riddle, he's trying to feud with Styles, he's trying to feud with Hardy. It's like every other week he's coming out and interrupting somebody, and there's no cohesive to any of this. I'm like, so are you just gonna be the guy that comes out? And like be an asshole to everybody and try to, you know, be the, the thorn in everybody's side because it's getting old real quick. And someone even said it. they're like, if they put Baron with somebody who can carry a feud, it's interesting, especially when Baron loses, because, you know, in the end, he's going to lose. Yeah. But when they have him jumping around like every week, I think someone made a joke. They're like, watch next week. He'll come out and challenge Lacey Evans to a fight. Like, 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 he's like, he, they're like, well, what's what is going on here? It's just like he's trying to start beef with everybody, and you know, they're like, if he was supposed to have a have a thing with Riddle, focus on Riddle, don't be coming out with like Jeff Hardy and all the, all the other guys. And I'm like, you know, oh. I never noticed that until that person said that.
0: I don't think people, I, I in a sense, yes, that's partially true. I think that the way that they're swinging this story is that Baron Corbin knows he can't take out Riddle by himself. So he's gathering people to do his dirty work for him, which is why they're calling it the king's ransom, which is basically he put a bounty on the man's head. It's the same thing Triple H did back in the day to Goldberg when he knew he couldn't beat him. He put a bounty on his head for (laughs) $10,000. It was ingenious. In itself but it was like Goldberg was looking over his shoulder every Two seconds But um, I'm I don't know I think that Corbin is used To put people over and to Showcase the talent that they have To me Matt Riddle Matt, Matt Matt is not Fitting for me and I don't I don't know if it's everything that has happened or if he's just not he does not fit in to me on smackdown i thought that he would be a good fit there but now having seen him there i don't think he fits i think he needs to be moved back moved to raw right nicole nicole what do you what do you think's going on
1: um, I did not watch Smackdown, really. At but. all. And I don't know what the fuck they're doing, honestly. Um, <laughs> mm, yeah. The only thing I can really comment on is the Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss thing at the end.
0: Which I'll, I'll get to it. Yeah, that's like the know. only, like, I have no idea what else happened else on SmackDown. Well, they had a couple matches. Um, they had a match with Evans and Naomi, and um, that match was okay. There was a botch in that match, and there's a lot of speculation online that Lacey was trying to mess up the, the move for Naomi They accused Naomi of being overzealous and not knowing how to execute the move properly. I think that it was just a botch. I think that Lacey didn't time the botch right. I mean, didn't time it right to where she could flip herself properly so that it would look right. And she ended up grabbing Naomi's leg just off instinct. And that threw everything off. So, it happens. It's human error. These are human beings. I don't think there anybody is truly at fault. I think it was just a simple error in, um, in the move. That's all. Because, again, people are now coming after
2: Naomi, which I'm really fucking sick of. It's like that girl can't even breathe without somebody giving her shit for something that goes wrong.
0: What I will congratulate WWE on doing, though, is capitalizing on the the hashtag and using it as the basis for the storyline between Naomi and Lacey. I thought it was very smart. That's what they should do. Um, but I think fans are dumb sometimes, and they cause more problems than need be. And that's one of the reasons why they don't listen to y'all, because y'all stupid. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, Big E had a match with The Miz Which I have to say That was a very good match It really was um, John Morrison got involved a couple times To the point where the ref threw him out um, And Big E Ended up pulling out the win And he looked really good in the match He had some some pretty good Spaces in that match Especially in the beginning He was very dominant in the beginning But all in all it was a good match now, um, leading up to the final match of the night, which was Bailey and Nikki Cross, um, I had seen them wrestle so many times. I just did not want to watch that again. So I ended up um, fast-forwarding through it, and I watched the end. Now, Cross lost on a clean loss. She lost fair and square. And um, Bailey left and she ended up pushing Bliss, which, you know, Bliss always falls the same way, which is so weird to me that she, <laughs> she, she well, falls the same way every time. It's always where she's like literally sitting down when she falls. But <laughs> It's just like, okay, somebody push you. You know, you caught off guard when somebody push you. You know what I mean? But anyway, she... She got pushed and Bliss was upset and obviously frustrated that she lost for a third time yeah. and she she leaves and then the lights go out and I was like bitch get up and run just get your ass up and run like that's first instinct when shit going wrong as soon as the motherfucking lights go out I'm out I'm not, I'm not sitting around for that shit bro she sat there frozen in fear apparently and the fiend came out and he taunted her for a little bit and then he he put the claw on the metal claw on her and I was like god damn like nobody came out there and that's what tripped me out everybody sitting out there the damn NXT people is sitting out there the performance people standing out there they ain't doing nothing but banging on the plexiglass they ain't doing shit she just sitting in the ring and Bray Wyatt just fucking with her I'm like girl get up move do something, please. Oh. <laughs> Go somewhere. <laughs> she, just...
2: she sold that shit so good though. Like I was so, like that when I sit down and watched that part, that's like I w- felt like I
0: was watching a horror movie. It was the best part of SmackDown. Bray Wyatt did warn them in the beginning that nobody was safe until he got what he wanted. So, he started with Bliss. Now, I want to see where he going to go next. Because Braun Strowman was not there. And Alexa Bliss, of course, was the first victim. So, I don't expect to see Bliss next week. So, who's going to be next?
1: Um, I don't know. I'm hoping... I think it's, to, it's obviously to lure um, Braun out. Mm-hmm. Obviously. And it's a smart call back to like his and Maria's like... Why did I call her Maria? His and Alexis's... I don't know why I called her Maria. That's so weird. Um, <laughs> kind of like weird flirting thing that they had going on for a bit. So yeah. it's a good callback to that. And... I don't know, and it makes for a good storytelling like I really like that and I was like okay it's like I like how they're doing there um I sent you this article where it was saying how they don't think that it's gonna be a swerve that Alexa is not Alexa obviously is not Sister Ab- Abigail no but they think that it is setting up for Nikki Cross to be Sister Abigail
0: which I love that I, I think that's very very smart I love every aspect of that.
2: Uh, That's that kind of where it irks me a little bit because they've always said in canon, Sister Abigail is
0: dead and she's taken up space in Bray's head. Yeah, but they said that actually that the cult leader Bray Wyatt was dead too. When did they say that? Because I want He killed to him work. on TV. Like he literally slashed him with the, with the, um, chainsaw, and was like, this guy's dead, we're not gonna bring him back,
2: he said, oh, okay, brain, brain's not been good lately, so, I thought it was just great, like, I, I love the fact that even in that swap match, as shitty as it was, when they when you know he was fucking with Braun and he and Braun saw Alexa, I was
0: like, oh, they they really going all out. I like the swap okay. match. I don't know why people hate that match. I actually liked
2: it. I I thought that was like in uh, she was, and then they showed the flashbacks and everything. I was like, okay. I know exactly where they're going, and I was expecting Alexa to like get it, like be a part of it in some way, shape, or form. But I wasn't expecting her to actually do that. And again, more props to Alexa for willing to do
0: that. Because I'd be like, oh hell no, nope, 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 not doing this, not doing I'd this. I do it. If it makes the show better, shit, yeah, fuck yeah, I do it. <laughs> Lately, they've been getting really terrible. So I'm glad she did do it, cause a bitch was not about to sit and watch SmackDown for two hours and they didn't do but a bunch of nothing. So they need to start doing something. But
2: again, I want to and I want Alexa Bliss's jacket.
0: Like, yeah, but- uh, I thought that was a shirt. It was that spiky sweater like shirt she had on uh, whatever it is I want it like that was just
2: like holy like I want that whatever it is
0: it's a, it was a cute shirt yeah um, I think
1: it was just a shirt
0: yeah I want it <laughs> <laughs> alright it's time for Raw coverage I say Raw for last for the obvious reasons but Raw came on and I honestly don't want to go over everything. I really want to just go over the Asuka and Sasha match. Here we go. For the most part, that match was very good. Very reminiscent to Extreme Rules. You had a lot of back and forth and very good storytelling within the match itself. Another shitty ending to this match.
2: Right. And that's how they write off Kyrie Sane.
0: Now, I don't really think Kyrie's too particularly mad about how she got wrote off. I think she's just happy to close a chapter and not necessarily close it, but maybe put a pen in it and go spend time with her family and actually live that life for a while. They kind of had Kyrie beat up. They did. Now they had. Bailey beat up Kyrie. Both of them didn't come out to the rings. Well they, they did. Kyrie attacked Bailey and they were fighting. So they weren't able to be at the side at the ringside with oscar and Sasha. So it was truly left up to those two. Where it turned is at the end when Kyrie got beat up pretty much and her head was banged against the um the gate. Bailey pretty much left her there and Oscar ran to the back to save her which resulted in a count-out, which per Stephanie's rules, the belt would change hands via a count-out. It doesn't matter who gets counted out. The opponent who wasn't counted out would win the belt, which is what happened with Sasha. She is now a five-time Raw Women's Champion. And two belt spanks is what she calls herself. Now, there's a lot of controversy surrounding this particular match in general. Um, Amber Moon was streaming on Twitch, and she pretty much you know, made it clear that she felt like the finish of that match was not done to be believable, although she understood the storytelling of it. She felt like they could have made it more detrimental, a, a bigger reason for Asuka to leave the ring. Which I 100% agree with. To me, it didn't seem like that was a reason for her to leave the ring. It was fine to distract her with it, but for her to just leave the ring, I've seen Kyrie get beat up worse by Nia Jax, and Oscar never even came out there or came. And I'm not saying nothing against Oscar. I'm just saying storyline-wise, it just didn't compute with me. Like, get your ass back in the ring. Like, the rest will come out there. And t- it sounds so terrible. The rest will come ten to Kyrie. You had business to take care of. And Kyrie had to stand on her own at some point. Now, the way Amber swung it was like maybe you had like a forklift and she dropped something or threatened to drop something on her. You know what I mean? Which I was like, that would have been some cold-blooded shit if she did. Um, mm-hmm. It would have made things very interesting. But, you know. They, they went the lazy route, and that was pretty much all that happened except for Drew McIntyre having another match with Dolph, which wasn't a bad match either. It was good, um, and they did what they always do. Randy came in with an RKO out of nowhere, took Drew out, and proclaimed himself to be the next WWE champion.
1: Bruce, you fucking Three. suck at your job. <laughs> a lot of those people suck at their job. Let's be real. I
0: agree. Yeah. Um, focusing on Sasha and Austin Did you like the finish of the match? Were you upset because it wasn't a clean win, or were you just over the entire thing altogether?
2: Okay. Um. Number one, that's just fucking lazy writing. I'm sorry. (laughs) That is just... No. Like, that is fucking lazy writing. And I've been noticing it more and more. And I've just noticed it in the women's division. I don't know if y'all have seen it on the men's division, but I've seen it Mm -hmm. in the women's division. I agree. where, Where this bullshit is coming back that we, as fans, and those women who have busted their ass to get the WWE out where they're at, where the shit is going back in reverse. We're having short-ass matches. If we are having matches, we're having bullshit endings. Like, Monday, when Shayna and Nia were going at it, I was excited. I'm like, okay. Shayna, go out there and whoop her ass. And what happened? Ended in a count-out. Like, okay. Okay, I was
0: just, not not to be mean, but I kind of liked it. I mean, I... They was going at it, Alexis. Like, they was battling to the point where they weren't listening to officials. They weren't doing nothing. They was just fighting. And I was like, I, I fuck with that. Like, take that bitch out. Like, fight. Shit. Fuck them damn okay. officials. Then what about on
2: Friday when we haven't seen Sonia and Mandy do anything and all they did was Sonia attacked Mandy. Damn, like I forgot a- all about that. Like a psycho ex-girlfriend smeared her lipstick, cut her hair, and everyone's acting like it's the end of the goddamn world. And I'm sitting here like, when did we go back to 1997? Am I watching the details again? Because I'm like, I, what what the fuck are you, okay. Okay, so I'm
1: going to play devil's advocate with that. I liked it. So it wasn't like, it wasn't of a cat, it wasn't more of like, it wasn't like a cat fight thing. It right. was more of like, she literally wanted to like ruin her. And that's what Mandy, obviously when it showed like Mandy was a mirror put on her lipstick, uh, Mandy obviously values how she looks.
0: Exactly.
1: And how she presents herself. So that's what she was doing. I'm just going to make you look quote unquote
0: ugly. Cause I know that
1: will really hurt you. That's,
0: what, that's your, that's your core. That's yeah. all you got. Cause she literally tells Mandy if she wasn't pretty, she wouldn't be there. So she was trying to take away her pretty. I didn't have a problem with that segment either. I actually liked it. I thought it showed, man, um, Sonya's viciousness, and it was good. Why do you have a problem with it? and
1: also in that in it because you know and also they were having a problem with that feud where people were so excited for Sonya to be doing something that they didn't view Mandy as a sympathetic character like they wouldn't mind like they didn't mind her because she obviously she's a face now but at the same time it wasn't like they they needed something to make her like completely be, um, people can be like, okay, fuck that, I'm booing, um, Sonya.
0: Right. Not-
2: <laughs> <laughs> All I'm just saying is this. It just seems to me that this shit is going backwards. And, I mean, now you have, that was, okay, I'm gonna stay on, I'm gonna stay on track, stay on track. Number one, that was a lazy fucking ending. Number two, you could have Asuka and Sasha, people were excited to see, even though people were like, you know what? Sasha does not need that raw title. She needs to go after Bailey. You could have had a great feud. And I was like, okay, I see where this is going. They're going to build this feud up. We need a good feud right now. From, we just do, in the women's division. We really just need a good feud. I agree. Um, and then it's just like, that's how you do it. And I get they want Sasha to be like this little sneaky, you know, whatever heel. But again, she's just like, she had to have Bailey win the t- help her win the title again after Bailey attacked her friend. And the whole time I'm screaming at Asuka, no, fuck her. Fuck her, she can take care of herself, not like screaming at her. And I, I was just like, this is how they fucking do it. And then Sasha comes, they lady they're like, they act like Sasha won, and then she acts like she just, you know, went through a hell in a cell with her. And I'm just like what the fuck is this?
0: Okay. Like, I, so I'm so gonna so- ask, I'm gonna ask you a question. And I really, I really want to hear your genuine First thought that pops into your head At answer Okay Alright so if this Happened with two other Wrestlers that weren't Sasha, Bailey, Charlotte Becky, anybody like that Let's say it was Bianca And uh, Naomi Naomi was trying to take the title from Bianca If the storyline featured Two other superstars would you be okay with it?
2: No. I really wouldn't. I think this is the second time we've had this match. And it's the second time we've had bullshit endings to
0: it. This See, was- I, I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the fence about it because at the same time, at first, I was pissed off. But I realized that I was more angry at the fact that Sasha wanted the way that she wanted. I don't think that I would have been mad if she wanted fair and square.
2: If, However, if we, I I think that's kind of the point. No, and that's if, what if Sasha hadn't wanted fair and square, I wouldn't have had a problem with it. What is pissing me off? This, this is me, and I've seen this on Twitter, so it's not just me. What is pissing me off and a lot of other wrestling fans is that these matches were amazing. Like Sasha and Oscar put on a great program. And what pissed people off at this is the second time they've done this and it's a bullshit ending.
0: This okay. is what this is what's pissing we're going people. at the if the ending was clean, what would you have to look forward to later? there would be nothing for you to do with Oscar and Sasha other than make you have to find a way to continue the feud so if Sasha would have won clean that means that right now Sasha would have been technically if you're going to count Bailey's win at extreme rules it's a two and zero affair between Sasha and Oscar so you would have no reason for Oscar to go back after banks for any reason other than to get the title back, they don't have um rematch clauses anymore. So that's not there. Well, so here's the thing: it's how would, would you another, it's, another, would you play it's it out? another
2: it's another thing of where the four horse bitches are the front center of the women's division, and everyone else is just like, what the fuck? Oscar, everyone's complaining that no, Sasha- that's not what I mean. No, let me, I just want to say this. I want to get off my chest. Everyone's saying Sasha had unfair title reigns. Okay. okay. This bitch is a five-time Raw women's champ. Okay. Oscar. anytime she had that belt, she had crappy runs. She fought Mandy. She fought Sonia. She had a feud with Carmella and that no-chin dumbass looking motherfucker. Like, yo, know, Sasha, Sasha's had feuds with like every woman in the women's division. So this bullshit ending where she's just, they're like, oh, you know, Asuka got handed the title. So did Sasha. She basically had it to her because she had to use her stupid little friend to win a match.
0: But I don't think you're looking at it. You're looking at it as you're an angry fan because of what you saw. Do you understand that you're reacting the way they want you to react to this story? You're invested whether you say you're not invested, that's not true. You are. You are invested because you're waiting to see what is happening. You're upset. You're up in arms, and that is exactly what they wanted. They, well, they did their job. job. So where was the?
2: So I just want to ask you: Were you mad when this happened? on raw. When they did. The, when they did that shit, of extreme rules. Everyone yeah. was. they do the same thing on raw and now i'm hearing mixed reactions from people i'm like it's another fucking lazy writing i'm more mad at the wwe that this is the best they can fucking do they're writers
0: this is the best they can fucking do i disagree i don't think it's lazy writing I think that if you're going to make the story, you're going to make Asuka push her to the limit, I guarantee you, you want to know what's going to happen Monday with Asuka. The last time you saw Asuka on Monday, she was screaming in the microphone, like she was truly broken. I saw a lot of people online were like, okay, is this when her alter ego comes out? Is this when Kana comes out? Like, what's going to happen? What are they going to do? Whether you like it or not, the story is in making it so that people are invested And that's what they're supposed to do I don't think it's lazy writing I think that, yeah, it could have been done differently But it was mighty clever When you look at it and take your emotions and bias out Remove it and just look at the story as it is when you go back and watch it and you really take a look at what they presented, it was not that bad. Was oh, I upset? I sure. Of course.
2: I'm supposed Definitely. to be. Let me ask you this then. Are you okay with the fact that Bailey and Sasha have every single title in that women's division on both shows?
0: No, no. You're not supposed to be okay with that.
1: Yeah. That's
0: That's the whole you're not supposed of to it. be. That is the point. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You're not supposed to be okay with that. I don't think that it's lazy writing in this instance. I do think that the WWE has a tendency to be lazy. Of course, I will not take that from you. You are 100% right. But in this story, they had to do something to make it worthwhile to watch. Is Oscar and and Sasha going to put on a classic? Yes, because those two women are always about putting on a show. That is what they're supposed to do. Whether the ending or the beginning or the middle is great or not, makes no never mind because at the end of the day, you're going to get a good match and you're going to have a story that's going to make you watch. And you can say that it's not compelling, but it is. You are invested in what's happening in this story. You want to see them fall, and everybody, everybody is going to see when they finally fall. We all want to see it, that because that satisfaction, it, that that is when the story doesn't need to be lazy. That is when it needs to be superior gratification.
2: No, I don't like it. I don't. No, I'm serious, man. It's yet again. Becky's out being pregnant. Charlotte's out being injured, and you know taking the break that she fucking deserves. And yet again, it's two more of the freaking horsewomen that have to be the main subject of everything. And I fucking can't stand it anymore. Like, and I'm well, seeing, I'm and I'm seeing Sasha fans, hardcore Sasha Banks fans Okay, I said fans and fans saying she did not need that title. So when you have these people who are just barking four months ago for her to take a title, coming back and saying she doesn't need that, what the fuck are they doing? And, you know, again, you can't have anything without the four horsewomen being involved. So, you
0: know. All right, guys, that's all we got. Ain't got no more. Please stay tuned for the second half of this podcast, which will be our debate on the four horsewomen and their push. We're also going to talk more about that in depth and we're going to more than focus, more, mainly focus on, I can't talk today. We're mainly going to focus on Sasha and Bailey's current push and how far it should go and how long it should be. Now, It's up to you what you think about this particular push. You will hear three sides to this story. You're gonna hear the middle, you're gonna hear the opposing, and of course you're gonna hear the four. And we're gonna make sure that everybody understands where we're coming from. Just know that this is a debate and we are just giving our opinion. You are more than welcome to give yours as well. If you're listening to us on Anchor, you can always shoot us a message on Anchor. Let us know how you feel about these topics in the wrestling news. How you feel about the draft? being held possibly in October. But with COVID-19 looming around the corner, as always, it is always a possibility that these things will be pushed back or canceled indefinitely. Let us know how you feel about MVP and his possible new stable, which they've been hinting at for the last two months. And of course, let us know how you feel about Caliber and him using the N-word in an old indie show and him really not really coming out and saying anything else about it. But just knowing that the word was used, how do you feel about it? And do you agree with my sentiments, Alexis, or Nicole's on all three topics? So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Down For The Count. Make sure you guys share us on social media. Talk about us. You can tweet us. All that information will be in the description. And we'll see you guys next time.